Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Breaking Cinematic Universes. I, of course, am Trevor Grout, joined as always by Pat Swinford. Mm-hmm. And as we teased last week, this potentially could be the best show we've ever done. Yeah, I don't think the hype can get hyped enough on this. Uh, this is going to be fun. Um, I did. I will say that uh, I did get a couple of these mixed up because we have we have another future topic that I was kind of mixing into. But today's topic, as we teased last week, is the worst adaptation of a character on screen. Mm-hmm. And I'm so excited about this. So I, I have my picks are up there already. You have your picks up there already. I was I was going to keep mine separate secret, but I was like, you know what? I don't need to keep it secret from you. I'm going to keep it secret from the listener, though. Well, we're also going to go into the top 10 bad movies, but with great casting. That's right, because I got a list um, of, actually, my, of mine. I got to fix your list here. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. So we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, right, as, I've, I've as we move on, sorry, disagree, disagree with what you just typed, but let's kick it off. Worst adaptations of a character. Cause I think this is going to be a meaty episode, a fun, meaty episode. Not as meaty as a Domino's meets, meets, whatever pizza. Meets a pizza. Mm-hmm. All right. So <laughs> kick- I will go first. Okay. Because I feel like of the the four times this character has been done on film, this is the absolute worst. And it was done during the 80, nine, late 80s, early 90s? Which, which uh, hold on. Which, 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 where are you going here? I was going to say, like, I'm throwing off looking at your list and what you just said. Uh, if it's I'm the first on your two. list. I'm going number what, two. Number two. Okay. Yeah. So uh, 80s. 80s for the first incarnation. Okay. Hold on. I'm just verifying the 1989. So I was eh, close. I said late 80s, early 90s. Yep. Mine. (laughs) I feel like mine's the worst on this entire list. I, I really do. It wasn't like even Lewis Gossett Jr. couldn't save this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I will say, let's let's preface this. We're talking about worst adaptation of a character. We're not talking about the person's portrayal of the character. So if you have a really good actor and you put them in, in a terrible adaptation of a character, that's still, even if, even if you're like, oh, if the writing was different, if they were in another movie, Mm-mm. that's a different story. It's a different Mm-mm. story. Portrayal of the character, not, sorry, uh, adaptation of the character, not portrayal by an actor. Yes. Because we'll get there. He didn't do a bad job but he was the worst of the four actors who have portrayed him in the adaptation. Yes. Cause the adaptation of this character was weak. It was go ahead. And that is Dolph Lundgren in the Punisher from 1989. And I love Dolph. I really do. I he think he's great in Aquaman. He's, he's great in Aquaman. He's a uh, double doctorate, by the way, if you didn't know that about the guy, he's crazy smart. Uh, and you know, obviously you know, best known for Rocky, but he's not, he's not bad at what he does. He does. He does. That's right. And I think, I think he was, I mean, the adaptation of the character is terrible and he, I don't think he was that great of a fit for, for the character either. Even if they give him. Okay. Look wise. Yes. Look wise here. 
he sure. looked what I expected the you know the Punisher to look like from the comic books and physical and his physicality. Yeah, yeah. But 100%. they never had the skull T-shirt on him. Mm-hmm. The only time the skull was evident was on the knife, if I'm correct, right? Yeah, that's right. And he rode around a motorcycle. Now, Punisher has ridden a motorcycle at times. Sure. But he's more known for the the, the jet black van. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that they thought vans weren't cool and uh, and didn't want to have them in a van. But you know what? Uh, A-Team? A-Team? Uh, I mean, oh. 1979 Captain America. Thank you very much. 1979 Captain America rocked that that completely plain white van. Chris Farley living <laughs> in a van down by the river. That's right. Matt Foley. Motivation in a van down by the river. So I agree. I agree with your I agree with your uh bad. I don't think it's that bad from again, we're talking about adaptation of a character because I've got a couple that kind of have multiple slots here, but my first one is Bane. Bane has never been done right. And I will fight anyone who says... But Patrick. Yeah? You you barely adapted the dark. I was born in it. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then, and then they ruined it. So Bane at the... First of all, we'll we'll talk... Let's talk... uh, We're already talking about... We're already talking about Dark Knight Rises. Hold on. Let's already talk about Dark Knight Rises. First of all, Bane is not, uh, I don't know what accent he, he was trying to go for some type of Irish, uh, pikey accent, which is, which he didn't do. No, uh, you can't understand him because of not only the mask, but the audio filtering that they did. And then spoilers for the dark Knight rises. He's not even the main villain. No. So the, 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 the mastermind behind everything turns out to be Talia al Ghul. So you, you can, ruin Bane's mastermind ability by making him a lap dog. Exactly. Uh-uh. uh-uh. So do you remember before Dark Knight Rises came out, they did this special screening of the airplane scene? I do. Yes. I actually got to go see it. And the audio is different, isn't it? Oh, it's more like this. Yeah. <laughs> And no one under no one could understand any of it. So then they redid the audio for Bane. They did ADR'd it, didn't they? Mm, I'm pretty sure they ADR'd it. And, yeah, that's ADR. They re-recorded. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like he got in a sound booth and did it again in a sound booth, and it sounds it sounds terrible. It's and again, it did. And no one told him again. Just like no one told Christian Bale. No one told him, hey, that doesn't sound good. Great job. Let's do anything other than what you're doing. Uh, no one, no one, uh, I think Christopher Nolan wanted to let the actor do whatever the actor wanted to do, and which worked really problem. well with Heath Ledger. But it worked really well with Heath Ledger. It did, it did but not, it did not work for, for Bale and for Hardy. No, it didn't. It didn't at all. Uh, so I'll also say the the other one I put it, I put in the list reverse order, but uh, Batman and Robin was one of the okay visually, visually he kind of looked he looked like bane visually uh but they made him they made him a a caveman they made him a caveman lackey to uh to uma thurman's uh poison ivy so i feel like he's getting closer to being able to be uh an, an individual but in each one of these adaptations he is a lackey of a female villain, which I don't mind if you want to do that with someone else, but taking a character who is smart enough to figure out who Batman is, he figured out who Batman is while he was in a jail cell, broke out of jail, 
uh, sorry, prison, sorry, broke out of prison mm. and then went and hunted him down, hunted Bruce, Bruce Wayne down. No one can figure out who he is, but Bane did. Bane is a mm. mastermind when it comes to tactical, when it comes to planning. I mean, that is the, ch- that is the 3d chess that this man plays. And instead they go, oh, well, he wasn't the one who, who rises. That was a, that was a girl and it's Talia al Ghul. I'm like, no, Talia is a great character. She's a great character, but you've you destroyed Bane in trying to promote Talia. Mm-hmm. By the way, Robert Jeep Swenson is who played Bane in the Batman and Robin movie. Which uh, he was a professional wrestler, right? And a self-admitted anabolic anabolic steroid user. No way. Mm. Use steroids? Yeah, shocking, Shock. right? Okay. Speak. By the way, while we're talking about this, um, Dave Batista was rumored to be in talks of playing Bane in a future uh, adaptation of the Batman, uh, or in the trilogy. That is, uh, he has said that that's not true. But I, you know, that's what they all say. Yeah, he especially could be, with Marvel. Yeah, he could Mar- be Bane. So Marvel's got snipers you. everywhere. Yeah, they do. So on to you in your in your next pick for the worst adaptation of a character in in uh, comic book character in cinema. So I'm going to save what I feel is the top of all three. I'm going to save my lap my best for last. Oh, okay, I thought you said Punisher was your your best, but go ahead. No, Punisher's number two. Okay. Um, Batgirl in Batman and Robin. <sighs> just made me. I did you just there's, there's one. There's just there's one reason why she's in that movie, and it's because Alicia Silverstone was, was the it time? girl. Yeah, she was the it girl where she could she was in everything. She was in Clueless. She was in the Aerosmith music video. She was in she was it for like a seventh seven or eighth month period. <laughs> um, that's the only reason she was Batgirl. Um, and Paul Rudd still looks the same as he did in Clueless. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Uh, I, I think Paul Rudd's a vampire. Not only. <laughs> He and Keanu Reeves are drinking something, man. Um, what irritates me about about Batgirl is not only is it is just not only is it a weak performance because I know that's a different story, but they made her Alfred's <coughs> niece. Yeah, you know that's the one thing. Like when this movie first came out, I really wasn't big into comics. Like I yeah. owned the graphic novel for Death in the Family or Death in the Family. Sure. So I had read some and i knew some history um but watching that movie and him herbie alfred's niece and this and that and blah 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 blah, i'm like no batgirl is barbara gordon back yeah batgirl's exactly sorry i don't know why i've like spaced for just a second i i feel like i had a moment my my brain is hurting that much from the fact that it's called old age you said you said something that it, you said something that is so true that my brain went, well, yeah, that's true. Why is he even stating that, 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 you know, as, as a statement, because they got it wrong. They got it that wrong because they wanted to make, uh, they were trying to tie in, um, Mr. Freeze's wife. So Nora freeze, it has the same disease and Alfred has the same disease and they wanted to mash that up together and they needed, I guess, Batgirl to be there. There was the only reason she was there. Is Alicia Silverstone is the only reason that sorry that's the reason she was cast. But the only reason that they brought Batgirl in was to have an, have someone else uh, with um, like be a buffer between Alfred and uh, Bruce 
but I don't get it. Why not make that a separate character and don't have her become Batgirl? You don't need to have Batgirl here. If, if that's the story you want, have Alfred's niece come in. Maybe have her stumble upon the Batcave and then he has a discussion about how, look at all the work that Alfred did to help you. You know, your your uncle did all this work. That's a better movie. What I just said is a better movie than than any part of Batman and Robin. Well, and I mean, we know for a fact that there is a Schumacher cut of Batman Forever. Yes. That was a lot different and apparently a lot darker. But there's not a Schumacher cut to Batman and Robin, though, right? We don't know. I doubt it. That movie is so cartoony and overblown. Joel Schumacher obviously recently passed away, so we'll never know. Yeah. I I still think... I mean, it's not like Marvel where Joe and Anthony Russo have straight up said every movie, a movie is a director cut with Marvel. Yep. Yep. All right, what's your number two? Uh, number two, see, now I'm thinking like maybe I should swap this. I'm going to swap this. My number two, which it has kind of two answers, is Galactus in the Fantastic Four Rise of Silver Surfer. And it's for the same reason that he my- was number, what's, He was a cloud. Same, same as Parallax in Green Lantern. That was not Parallax, that was a cloud. Can we Why go ahead and put a disclaimer out? at the beginning of this episode uh, with graphic language? Uh, yeah, I think we can do that. It was a fucking cloud. Galactus. They were both fucking clouds. There was a green cloud and there was a yellow cloud. Galactus I, is not a fucking cloud. <laughs> nope, and neither is Parallax. Neither one of these things are clouds. Um, I don't understand. the. I, I understand the Galactus one a little bit more from a, hey, let's have a thing that engulfs planets, that eats planets. But Gal- no, Galactus should be it should be of a human humanoid form, just like Ego was a humanoid form in uh, in Guardians Two. He is a god, little G. Where Galactus would be, I'd say, I'd say uppercase G. I mean, he's almost he's he's he's, he's a celestial he's, almost. He is, yeah, all yeah. He he is. He's not a celestial, but he existed. He was a god in the previous universe before this universe was created. He's he is important. He is not a cloud that just happens to go into your galaxy and or try to go into your um your uh your on into your solar system and engulf your planet. No. He is a he is heralded by the Silver Surfer because he he wants he has multiple heralds that go find him food because he's busy doing other things and then he goes and eats. He needs to be hum- humanoid in one way or another. Otherwise, you have trash like Galactus and in, in, in Rises Solar Surfer. So, and Parallax, mm, but Tim Story got the directing gig on Fantastic Four and Fantastic Four 2 Rises of the Silver Surfer, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mainly due to his success on the Barbershop franchise. It what? was not a good pick. That's that's a weird transition. Um, yeah, dude. That's a weird transition for the movies that, that that they were trying to make with Fantastic Four. If you want to make a different movie, make a different movie. Yeah. Hold on. I'm going to confirm this. I'm going to his uh, his IMDb. I mean, that, that makes a lot more sense now. And I will say um, I, I will say that that's that's another uh, uh, story we could we could talk about Fantastic Four. So um, he made he made Barbershop. Yeah. In 2002. Uh huh. Made Taxi. With Jimmy Fallon and Queen Latifah in 2004. Jeez. And then did Fantastic Four in 2005 and 2007. Why was he getting Fantastic Four? 
He then got out of movies technically for a little, for a couple years, uh, directing episodes of CSI Miami, uh, Supa Ninjas, mm-hmm. um, and then came back in th- with movies like Think Like a Man, Ride Along, Ride Along 2. He's uh, responsible for all this trash? He did Shaft in 2019. He's responsible for all this trash? Now, trash, Shaft wasn't that bad. Wait. Um Hold on, I think he's... Oh, dear God. What? Oh, dear God. I, I'm gonna, I, I can't even tell you this. I'm just going to... I'm, I'm going to take a picture on Facebook. Oh, no. I'm going to take a messenger. Okay, while, he's, while he's doing that, I have similar bad thoughts about pa- Parallax, but it's almost the same thing. It's like... You're going to die there. inside. You're going to die inside. Uh, okay, so I'm clicking on the thing. That, what? Okay, what? No. Uh-huh. Okay, first of all, why? Uh-huh. Sec- is this a live action movie? Yes. Okay. L- Tom and Jerry. Uh-huh. Live action, I'm assuming animated cat mouse. No. Um so this man uh-huh. has been given so this man not only has been given uh has been given crappy projects, he's then given Fantastic 4 and he botches the first family of of Marvel. He then does some more trash, and then you give him Tom and Jerry, which we know, I, I guess maybe they gave it to him because they know it's going to be bad. Well, he's also yeah. doing Monopoly, apparently. Um, <laughs> and Humbug. Oh, okay. So I guess maybe now he's he's in the Uwe Bowl like reputation of we need someone to do this, and we need someone with very little integrity. Or, well, yeah, he's just like, somebody that they know they can control. I guess. Yeah, I'm, I'm not know, seeing any of that. Bowling getting controlled. No, he isn't. No, he isn't. We'll talk about him on another episode, by the way. So what's what's your next pick? Um, all right. So you bitch. Or do you want me? I, I agree with yours, by the way. I don't know if you want me to go with my third and then you go, or if you want to save it for last. No, I think yours is worse than mine. Mine okay. is just the worst one on my list. Okay. Okay. Um, and stop deleting it. <laughs> my final Worst adaptations of a character. I'm only going to say this. I'm the juggernaut, bitch. Okay, and this is another one. Adaptation. Again, we went very specific with these lists. Vinny Vinny Jones. Juggernaut. Fantastic. Love it. Absolutely love it. The adaptation. And that's what I was going to say. That's why we're being very specific with this. Vinny Jones. For a casting, if you say, hey, Vinny Jones is going to be Juggernaut in the new movie. When I saw that, I was like, oh, fuck you. Yeah. That's awesome. He's, I mean, I, I'm fine with that. Like, I mean, uh, Mark, Kane Marco, oh, sorry, Kane Marco was supposed to be from from the US. But I'm still like, you know what? I'm okay. He's intimidating enough, which, by the way, my favorite uh, Vinny Jones thing is still Eurotrip. Um, oh, the my favorite Hooligan? Yeah, the soccer hooligan when they sing Sweet Caroline. Uh, was it Sweet Caroline? Uh, uh, I can't remember. Uh, I can't, so they, um, anyway, so that he's he's great. He's he's funny. He's funny enough in those situations, uh, but he's intimidating. Uh, he's very intimidating because he was a soccer hooligan. He was a soccer player, a huge guy. It makes sense for Juggernaut. That was one of the worst adaptations of any comic book m- movie ever, and I, I completely agree. Completely. I think this is it. Let's see. Hey, the feisty goat. Yep, that's it. 
Hey, this isn't where I parked my car. <laughs> Oi! The bloody out of you. This is a private member's bar. Exclusively <laughs> for the supporters of the greatest football team in the world. Manchester United. Now, please, enlighten me. Who the fuck are you? That is a good question. And Scotty? From nine to five, and then he takes another home again to find me watching the Manchester United football team. <laughs> the best freaking team in all the land. Woohoo! Pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> I love that pause. I completely forgot that pause was that long, too. Yeah. Baby takes the morning train. He works from... Yeah. Great. Great bit. Great movie, by the way. And uh, I will say, yeah, it's not politically correct, but still fun. Very un... Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so... I, I think he I think he could have been okay as Juggernaut. And I agree, by the way, Juggernaut in in um Juggernaut and Colossus were done so well in the new one in the uh, in Deadpool. Um Colossus may be one of the most spot on characters and took what is it, five actors to do it? Because they had like a motion capture actor, they had a voice actor, they had someone that they did that did like uh that they scanned. I think it's like four or five actors, I think, right? Uh, let's see. I'm pretty sure it is. Anyways, while he's looking that up, just to confirm, uh, I will buffer by saying that, uh, I wish that they had gone into who Juggernaut is in the Deadpool movie, but the fact that it doesn't mean that they won't do that later. He could show up later. Um, at the same time, I'm okay with where he was, but he did have a background that, uh, yeah, he did have a background. He's Xavier's half brother or stepbrother. Um, Totally awesome background, but I'm fine with it. Sorry, did you All find right. up how many? I did. Um, ba, 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 ba. I know there's a different voice, a different um, it took motion five actors in total yep. to create the character of Colossus. Yes. On one on set in motion capture suit and some serious lifts. Mm-hmm. Another as the voice. Another as the facial model. And finally, another using motion caption in uh, capture in a studio setting. So while it's Stefan Kapix, uh, Kapikik's voice, I don't know. Yeah. It actually took a variety of performers to realize the character on screen. And I will say one of my favorite adaptations of characters because physically, okay, the way he looks is perfect. The way he, the way he sounds is perfect, but also the, like he has a giant heart. Colossus in the comics, man, he, He's a softy, which is you know kind of the 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 juxtaposition of what he literally being metal versus having you know having a, a soft core is perfect. And when he's like reminding Negasonic to like eat her breakfast and stuff, I'm like, that's so Colossus. That would be Colossus at every step. Mm-hmm. All right, are you ready? For I'm ready. Your last one, because I don't think anybody on the planet was okay with this adaptation. No. My pick for the worst adaptation is Venom in Spider-Man 3. 
No one was okay with this. Topher's not okay with this. Todd McFarland hated it. Absolutely hated it. I think Sam Raimi at this point was was just phoning it in or have had so much um uh control from the studios. Like he had he lacked control because the studio was pushing him so hard that he may have not had uh, a say or he may have not even cared at this point. But he hates he hates it. Everyone hates this. And Topher, and Topher Grace, I feel bad that he's in this situation because I feel like this tanked his career for a while. I I really think it did. Um, it, it was yeah. not even it. It did more harm than good. Yes. Let's just be honest. It really true. He comes off of doing you know that '70s show, one of the most watched shows on TV for a number of years. Um, I think he went into, hold on. I'm pulling yeah, I mean, up. I know that, I know that by the way, that 70s show being in syndication, they get money uh, off of that. Cause when it's your show hits syndication, it's like, that's when you get some nice residuals. Um, so he, he's in a situation kind of like the, you know, the, uh, the cast of the office and friends, like they don't have to work. They don't have to work. They're okay. They've got money coming in. So um, he came right off of that 70s show from two, 98 to 2006, went straight into Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and to me, didn't do another decent movie until 2010, three years later. Yeah. I'm surprised. Was I'm surprised it wasn't even longer. I was surprised it wasn't even longer. Um, One of his underrated had, movies, by the way, Yeah, Take Me Home Tonight. That's a good movie. Yeah. I'll, I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that again. And so again, because we talked about these are, these aren't bad actors. These are bad adaptations um, of, of characters. And that was a terrible adaptation. Uh, The only thing they got right was that he's, that he is a photographer. Mm -hmm. That's it. Everything else was wrong. The new Venom didn't get that right and still is better. Well, it's still better portrayal. Journalistic aspect of it, right? Well, a photographer nowadays, photographers for um, for major publications is a. It sucks. It's a basically a dying profession because so many journalists uh, um, now, or sorry, I should say, not the journalists. So many uh, news organizations have told their journalists, "Hey, just take some take some pictures with your phone while you're there." And we'll use those. I have mm-hmm. friends of mine who who are who are in who are journalists who have been told that and are like, uh, I suck at taking pictures. That's not my that's not my thing. Um, so I think it makes sense. Yeah, if he's going to be a, if he's going to have a profession, it makes more sense for him to be the journalist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a better better in a movie that got his profession wrong, at least in the right arena. Let's pivot. By the way. Ooh. Uh, upon that, upon talking about um, terrible. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna have a little buffer in here. Little buffer of uh, a rumor because we're talking about comic book stuff. Rumor um, is that the Fantastic Four that we're going to get eventually, which I think may be tied into Ant Man. Um, the rumor is that when we see Fantastic Four, there will they already will have Franklin Richards. Franklin will already be born, meaning that the Fantastic Four has been around in one, in one way or another. At least Sue Storm and Reed Richards have been together, and Franklin Richards will already be uh, in existence, meaning that he may be a toddler or baby at the time. 
for those of you who don't know, Franklin Richards is probably the most powerful thing that's not a celestial uh, in Marvel Comics. Um, he bends reality. Um, so oh. I say this as I'm talking to the listeners as well as Trevor, if you don't know. Um, his power is he manipulates reality, period. So whatever he wants to be real is real. Therefore, oh. it's not... so. He's he's the kid on the playground that all of a sudden has all the powers and already put up a shield and like he always wins everything because of that. Um, for example, if Franklin Richards wanted to fight Superman, Franklin Richards could just change our son to not be a yellow son and therefore Superman has no powers. Or he could change the reality that Krypton never exploded and Kal-El never, ju- never landed in, su- uh, in Smallville. Therefore, Superman is no longer in front of him and that is now reality. He has won the battle without having to fight. By the way, the one thing I do want to mention in vain of this. Yeah. And this is an absolutely true statement. Mm-hmm. If Star-Lord hadn't punched Thanos, Avatar would still be the highest grossing film. I agree. 100% agree. <laughs> Everybody uh, made money because of Star-Lord. That's true. That's true. Infinity War still would have made would have done uh, done well, but... Yeah, Infinity War being a two-part saga. Uh, I don't Infinity know Infinity War in, in game, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how they do that though. I don't. Because if they've already been superheroes, there hasn't even been a name drop. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if they already they already been superheroes or maybe they just happen to be working together because Reed Richards was a ridiculously prominent scientist. Um so maybe they already are a team of people who happen to work together before they get their powers um because yes they would be very public if especially thing i mean first of all thing you couldn't hide him and johnny would not shut up about his powers which by the way chris evans did a good job of that in the fantastic four oh my Um, god yes yeah so uh, and and that's our that's our pivot right there is the next list we're going to run down is the top 10 bad movies with great casting Ooh, let me go with number one. Let me go with number one. Let me go with number one. I got a list. I got a list sitting here. I want go ahead. Number one and number two, three, five. I want number okay, one. So and five. you're talking. You're talking from the top, right? Yep. That's you. Yep. All right. Go ahead and kick this off. So this is the. This is a bad movie with good casting. This is once again another issue of multiple castings. Mm-hmm. This was actually the second guy to play the role. Um, first was uh, first the TV show. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Um, Eric Bana as Bruce Banner. The only thing about that movie that really pissed me off, and I'm going to go ahead and say it, is Liv Tyler. Every time you hear it, it's breath, breath, <laughs> breath. Yep. She's like that that kid, the meme, the I'm a snake. You know what? But she was great. She was great as an elf. I mean, come on. She was. (laughs) Betty Ross or Betsy Ross, whatever the hell. I'm sorry. No. I don't want your entire freaking movie. (sighs) Yeah. What's, I was gonna say like I, I'm now I'm confusing them. That's right because she was well, no, in the she was Jennifer. It was Jennifer Connelly. Jennifer Connelly is in the first. You're Liz thinking Tyler of was Incredible Hulk. That's right. Same character, different casting. So yep. so that's a different story. So Eric Bana for Bruce Banner, which by the way, 
Um, weird, weird take, weird uh, direction uh, well, with this movie guy, in total. Dude, they had the guy who directed Life with Pi or Life as Pi, Ang Lee. Yeah. A visionary, a visualistic director. Yep. I can well, see why, but dude, if, 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 if rad. Well, I was going to say, like, have you seen like his other work? Like, uh, was it hard boiled? He did hard boiled, didn't he? Um, he's done some amazing, amazing work, but you gave a guy who, like you said, his visual style is very unique and you give him, you give him a, a role. He's going to make it his own the way he wants your hidden dragon. Yep. Yep. I thought he did. You know, I'm thinking of something else. I was thinking of, um, I can't remember who did, who directed hard boy. He also did Brokeback mountain. I wish I could. Now he did the ice storm with John Cusack. No, is this John Cusack? Uh, Kevin Klein and Joan Allen and Sigourney Weaver. But, but leading up, but leading up to it, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, it was Ice Storm was before that. I'm like, I don't, I don't understand why you look. I guess it had to be because he did Crouching High Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yeah, because they said I, this guy after this guy is 100 going to be good for Hulk. No, it's terrible. So he tried to make it, which I, in interviews he talked about this. He said that um, he said that he wanted it to be as if you were reading a comic book, which is why all the transitions look like comic book panels, and um, <sighs> it doesn't work. It doesn't work. I'm confused. Are you confused? Are you thinking of? Uh, are you thinking no, of? No, 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 no. I just saw something on his uh, IMDb page. Okay. He did Sense and Sensibility, starring Kate Winslet and Emma Thompson and Hugh Grant. I had no idea. He did that in 1995. Yeah, that's actually decent. Too. Um. Then he did the Ice Storm. Uh-huh. Then he did Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I've seen the Ice Storm. Hmm. And then he got Hulk. Yep. Um, he did Gemini Man in 2019, which was a huge failure. Um, he also did Billy La- uh, Lynn's Long Halftime Walk. Do you do you think? By the way, slight tangent. Do you think that um, Gemini Man uh, was a failure? Because they gave away the entire plot during the trailer. Yes. The, like the twist, like everything about it, like every reason why I would see the movie was given away during the trailer. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. All right. So next next up, bad movie, great casting. Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, bad movie, great casting. Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy. Great actress. Is this Terrible a movie. Batman and Robin episode? Basically. Uh, we could we could do a whole episode on this. Now, Uma Thurman, I don't even think, I don't even think like her, her portrayal was very campy. Sure. Everything in that movie was terrible. But if they had given her a decent movie with that same portrayal of Poison Ivy, I think this would have been fine. Take out Bane and just let her be Poison Ivy. She was great as Ivy. Um, very camp, very over the top. Sure. Terrible movie. Everything around her was terrible. Except, but her, you know what? Great actress. And I think a good performance. You know, I would say the one saving grace of Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Yeah. Was Chris O'Donnell. Yeah. Fantastic yeah. Which, Grayson. Yeah. I mean, great Dick Grayson. I mean, at the, I, I would say he's already in Nightwing age at this point, but I think he's a good Dick Grayson. I would say so. Um, 
Next up on our bad movie with great casting, Christopher Eccleston as Malekith and Thor The Dark World. He hated that movie. And dude, everybody who worked on that film, which was directed by Alan Taylor. Now, a lot of people don't know this. I believe the original director of that movie was Patty Jenkins, or yeah, Patty Jenkins. Patty Jenkins, yeah, I think so. Hold on, uh, Thor. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure you're right. Um, but yeah, I mean, Christopher Eccleston. By the way, uh, that's Doctor. Was it number eight? I'm gonna get it wrong. Eight or nine? Um, he was the first uh, Doctor Who in the in the reboot. Um, very interesting, different character, different uh, version of the Doctor in comparison. I don't think he's everyone's favorite. Um, I don't think he's a lot of people's favorites, but he's a good actor. And you put a I good actor, G. Joe. Yeah, he's good in G. Everybody's G. Joe. Yeah, uh, good actor. Uh, and a terrible, terrible movie. Terrible. Honestly, this could go double. Terrible adaptation of a character too. Malekith is a very much a trickster when it comes to his character, and I feel like to having two tricksters in a movie would have been terrible. So they made him different. Um, all right. So via the independent. Yep. Dot co. Dot uk. This is the title of the article. Wonder Woman's Patty Jenkins quit Thor sequel because she feared she'd receive blame for a poor script. Oh, that's hilarious. I would I would love I, I mean, first of all, I'm more power to her for saying this is trash. I don't want to be a part of it. And and uh, saying like every you know, the script is trash. I can't fix that and no one will let me fix it. Therefore, I'm not going to be part of this. More power to her for not doing it, for for sticking to her her uh, laurels when it comes to that. By the um, way, have you seen the cheetah doll? No, no. Did they put out a did they put out one for I um thought, dude? I actually I was at Publix today. Or not no Publix, way. Um I was actually at I'm There's sending an action figure out. I'm sending it to you now. Okay. Um it, it's me. not good. It's not good. Um, although it's a toy, so I'm not really sure. But the toy, the toy theoretically should look like should be an ad, should be a representation of what we're eventually going to get when it comes to uh, when it comes to the to the oh, movie. Oh, sure it is, but which, which which should come out. I mean, I would put this out on streaming. Uh, Mulan, by the way, uh, was just announced. Mulan will be available streaming in a month, uh, September fourth. So here, what the? <laughs> what is what is this? Oh man, that looks like someone. That looks like someone took, and and I have no problem with it with Barbie, but it looks like someone took a Barbie. Put a they did it. The tail. Uh, yeah. Well, the tail's terrible as well. Someone looks like someone took a took a Barbie. Uh, and then did a like a um, what's it called? Like they did a custom like mold to uh, to sculpt Kristen Wiig's face onto it, uh, mm. and then just did a really trashy leopard print onesie. Nope, I got better. For, I got better for Man. you. What? Zoom in. Zoom in. I got a zoom in. I got a zoomed in photo. Okay, that's for you, buddy. Ba, da, ba. Yeah, that's. I thought it was a zoomed in. That's zoomed in enough. Um, yeah, it's pretty bad. I mean, I I don't know what they're. I mean, first of all, I mean these are these are um, 
you know, more like, I, I don't know if they're done by Mattel, but they look like they're very much done more to be like a, like a, like a Barbie, uh, as opposed to an action figure, which I understand, you know, getting women to, you know, getting girls to, to play with the figures. That's, that's awesome. Um, but it doesn't look like none of these look like action figures. None of these look well, like they're characters. What's that? They're Barbies. They're it like Barbie. Barbie. Yeah. But like, okay, here, okay, here's the, okay, her feet, her, I mean, maybe this is just because it's Barbie, but her feet are not, um, they're not connected to the, to the suit. So her feet are like barefoot cat feet. Um, I really hope that, I really hope that this is like Barbie's interpretation of, of Cheetah because Cheetah, Cheetah is one of Wonder Woman's like biggest villains and, giving it to Kristen Wiig is already kind of a, an interesting choice. All may, may go completely wrong, mm. but if you put her into this, everyone's going to laugh in the theater. I will laugh in the theater. Uh, if it ever comes out, I'll laugh. In the- if it ever comes, I think it should go, go to streaming. Anyway, something that did come to theater and was terrible is the next up Wolverine origins. And I specifically signaled out, uh, leave Shriver here because again, someone who someone who's a great actor this also could have gone for bad adaptation but i don't think it was that bad of an adaptation terrible movie terrible uh g- a good cast a good uh, actor who could have done a great job in a terrible movie um i think he's one of the better parts of uh x-men origins um no i mean dude i still love him as cotton weary in the scream franchise that's right we just watched scream 2 last night by the way um i'm hold on i'm pulling up who directed yeah great in that by the way i, f- I completely forgot it was timothy oliphant uh was in uh, scream 2 i completely forgot about that until I, we started watching it so gavin hood directed mm-hmm. x-men origins wolverine yep let's see here checking his biography look to see to see what he did after that um not shit he didn't do shit for it oh i'm sorry i'm sorry my bad Oh, this is him as an actor. Where's his directing roles? I was going to say, so his director roles. Uh, oh, he, he did Which was another bomb. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much it, dude. He's He did his first movie in 1998. It was a short. Mm-hmm. And he did a movie in 2019. I watch a lot of movies, and I don't know most of the movies on his list. I don't I watch know. A ton of movies. Oh, I know Breakout Kings. That was one of my favorite shows before they canceled it. He was he was a producer or what? He he directed the pilot. Huh. And one other episode. There you go. Anyways, ter- he made a bunch of terrible decisions in in this uh in this movie in X-Men Origins. So, um I'm going to pass the next one on to you. The one mistake other than Liev Schreiber he didn't make. Yep. Um, was casting the man who was born to play this role, Ryan Reynolds, as Wade Wilson. He was not yeah. Deadpool in the movie, so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to fix your, 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 your character. <laughs> I think they, I think he referred to him as the Deadpool at the end. Um, it didn't even say Deadpool. He he referred to it to him slash it as the Deadpool. But at the beginning of that movie, Ryan Reynolds is spot on Wade Wilson. Oh, absolutely. It, he he is Wade Wilson in real life. He they just got to. He was just given a little bit of freedom in this movie to be 
to be himself and Deadpool I feel like they just unchained inner Ryan Reynolds gets to do whatever he wants and that is Deadpool and I love it and you see the the chemistry him and um him and Hugh Jackman have not only on screen but even in their hilarious social media videos yeah yeah I think that was one of the biggest regrets they both have is that we haven't had we I feel like uh they're passing ships dead we never got uh logan uh we never got to sorry see um uh hugh jackman's wolverine with uh ryan reynolds deadpool at their peaks you gotta say it right you gotta say it like farvin uh super troopers huge jackman jackman huge jack yeah so hugh's already done playing wolverine he's not gonna do it again is what he says and if he does it's gonna be so different and his body's gonna be different as well like he's He's not doing the uh, the workouts that he that he did uh, well, he, to be, to keep that uh, muscle mass. So I don't know. It, he doesn't. He he said specifically he does not want to to put in that work again. Was that? He's fifty one. Yeah, he's fifty one. And I'll say, I mean, uh, the Wolverine and the his last his uh, was his last Logan. two the Wolverine and Days of Future Past. Like he looked amazing in those movies. Um, but doing that at 51, that's when he did. It's what Logan's the last one he did. No, sorry. Yeah, that's right. Logan was the last one. Sorry. It was the two leading up to that. Um, but Logan, he didn't have to work out as hard. Like in, in Wolverine, a uh, Wolverine origins and sorry, not Wolverine origins. Sorry. Uh, in, um, the Wolverine and in days of future past, he was, he was literally fighting with himself to say, you know what? I can do this better. I can look even better than I looked in the last movie. And then the movie, and then the next role will come out, and you go, you know what? I can beat it. I can do it. I can beat. I can look even better than that. Um, every single time, trying to better himself, and I feel like he hit that. He hit that peak. He's happy with it. Everyone's happy with it. It's not going to happen again. Um, and that being said, even though he's even even at fifty one, I mean. Logan would have to be, I mean, we'd, we'd have to be talking about like a future, uh, like, uh, maybe they go into like, you know, uh, apocalypse where you see like what could happen in the future. Maybe then he could be Wolverine then because the man would have to be another hundred years late older to look like Hugh Jackman looks now. Right. I mean, because of the way that Wolverine ages, anyways, I'm going to get off this, I'm gonna get off the soapbox. Hugh Jackman's off your soapbox. Yeah, well, next one, which and you are correct with my correction. Uh, top the, uh, for for bad movies with great casting, Fantastic Four, uh, and I said all of them, and you're right, except for the reboot. The reboot had bad casting, but Fantastic Four, I don't, I think had a great casting in the. And we're talking about the Fantastic Four. Yes, yes, uh, uh, Jessica uh, Alba, Michael Chick, uh, perfect as the thing. Mike, what a great casting for Michael Chiklis. Yeah. Great his, one. Um, I'm trying to figure out if his, um, give me one sec. Talk about that. Yeah. So I, I think every single, we mentioned Chris Evans earlier on Chris Evans as Johnny storm is perfect. The man nailed Johnny storm. And then he went on to nail captain America. I mean, how perfect can different characters, different characters. Um, and they're in their, uh, attitude, and their uh, their motives in regards to like everything about them, they happen to both be superheroes. But yeah, Chris Evans was just rocking both of those. 
which um speaking of that we just uh, we watched a not another teen movie uh the other day and he was great in that too so before he did fantastic four mm-hmm. um he was in a couple tv shows you might know uh, uh the shield yep yep um he was also in a show that not a lot of people know about the commish he played Tony Scali, the main character, uh, from 1991 to 1996. I'm not familiar with that one. Oh, it's a um, great show. Hmm. Um, he was also in the movie uh, Soldier with Kurt Russell. He played mm-hmm. Pig. Okay. But, you know, it's just funny because after Fantastic Four, he really, I mean... He really didn't get much. Yeah, um, this, is, this is what happens. You can tank someone's career, giving them the wrong role. Which, by the way, the next two, you're not gonna, you're not gonna, you're not gonna tank their careers uh, based on this. Uh, but this, yeah, this one destroyed their role. Jessica Alba didn't do a lot other than what Sin City. Um, and she did she Into the Blue with Paul Walker yeah. and Scott Conn. That's, That's true. And that chick, nobody knows what the hell her name is. Um, um, that chick was God yeah, I mean even Jessica Alba was was good and everyone was great in Fantastic Four's uh, casting they were in a terrible movie and they had to deal with it and same thing with the next the next person on the list Paul Giamatti as Rhino oh Ashley First, Scott was the other chick Ashley Scott that's right uh, so Paul Giamatti as Rhino in The Amazing Spider-Man 2 by the first of all that not movie was role. a hot mess not a what? big role he didn't have a not big, big role. not a big role Great actor, weird casting, weird direction that they gave him, but great actor that that for what they gave him, he did a bang up job. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Job. And that was leading into what the the Sony uh, they were going to have the uh, Sinister Six. That's what the Amazing Spider-Man movies was leading up to. They were teasing repeatedly. You had Doc Ock's uh, arms. You had vulture wings you had everything that was like the seeds of sinister six against uh against andrew garfield spider-man and they ruined it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what andrew garfield ruined it and he knows that well i mean the next person once again you're not going to ruin his career he kind of got put in a shit situation never and i'm still not a fan of the director that made this movie because i think it's the i personally think it's the weakest of all the mcu movies um, and that would be Ben Kingsley as the Mandarin. Oh, wait, I think no, it's is that Trevor Slattery? Yeah, playing yep. Mandarin. That's right. Um, I think a huge excuse my language, fuck mm-hmm. cop out for Shane Black. Yeah, yeah. I I felt I felt like that was a middle finger to all comic book fans to take Iron Man's greatest villain and make him a slobbering drunk who is pretending to be the thing that Iron Man is go is going after. And Iron Man never got to face him because he's nope. not appearing until Shang-Chi in the Legend of the Ten Rings. And then we're going to get real Mandarin, which is not Ben Kingsley. But because if you remember correctly, the one shots yeah. they used to do. Yes. They actually teased the real Mandarin. Yes, that's kind of that's what I was going to lead into, because the one shot Hail to the King uh-huh. has Ben Kingsley as Trevor uh, locked up in in prison. He's getting giving an interview, and then he is busted out of jail, not by his free will, not by his ask or his volition, but the real 
10 rings, the real Mandarin sent for him to be uh, abducted and brought to him. So we see a representative of the 10 rings bust him out of jail and kidnap him to take him to the real Mandarin. And we're never going to see, we're never going to see Iron Man fight the real Mandarin. And that is such a huge letdown. I would love to see him show up in, in Shang-Chi and the legend of the 10 rings. That'd be so bitch. As what? As Mandarin's bitch. Oh yeah. I think, I think it'd be hilarious. Um, by the way, a little, little bit of little bit of trivia, not to cut you mm-hmm. off, a little bit of trivia. Yeah. The man who played the cameraman or the journalist in that one shot was also the same man instrumental in Batman v Superman because it was Scoop McCauley, the man who lost his legs and had the bomb under his chair. No, I didn't notice that. I didn't I didn't realize that. Same guy. Wow. And speaking wow. of Batman v Superman, great casting bad movie and mm-hmm. i mean all of except for really t- in my mind two of his movies no three all his this guy's movies have pretty much sucked brian singer directing superman returns with a phenomenal up up and coming yeah unknown brandon ralph and what he nails superman not only that he nails like christopher reeve superman and Christopher Reeve's uh, version of, uh, of Clark, Kent. Clark Kent is spot on. And you know what? I'm okay with that. I'm completely fine with that. If someone, and the reason that I say that is if they did, uh, if later on in the Batman, if we get a Joker who has a lot of reminiscent uh, characteristics of Mark Hamill's Joker, I'm going to be fine with that. I'm not going to trash the guy and say he's copying Mark Hamill. I'm going to say, cool, he did a great portrayal of the character. Because Christopher Reeve set that bar that high when it came to Superman. And Brandon Routh, I think he kept it. He kept it up there in a terrible movie where he punches an island. Yeah. yeah. Talk about it. Uh, moving on to a shittier movie. With great casting. <laughs> in both even movies. shittier. Even shittier than Superman Returns, ladies and gentlemen. Even shittier than Superman Returns. Now, mind you, this movie had great casting for the leading man. Yes. The leading villain, and yeah. to me, the leading lady. Um, one hundred percent. Isn't that where they met? By the way, I believe it was. I'm pretty uh, sure it's where he met Blake Lively. Yeah, Mark Strong has, in Green Lantern. Now, Mark Man. Strong also played the villain in Shazam and did a phenomenal job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Watch, I'm glad. You know what? I'm glad they kind of gave him. They're like, okay, we're going to give you something else because uh, because you did about this. Yeah, we feel really bad. By the way, if you don't know who Mark Strong is, you've seen him in like every movie that you've seen in the past 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he was in uh, Kingsman. He's in uh, 1917. He's in I mean, he's in so many freaking movies. Now, mm-hmm. By the way, here's what bothers me about the Green Lantern movie. Do you yeah. know who one of the writers was? No. Gorlanti. The architect of the cw arrowverse i i don't understand how i don't know if maybe it's too many cooks if that's the problem um but i think not only not only too many cooks but terrible choices when it came to the cgi the cgi for for green lantern destroyed it but mark strong as sinestro first of all mark strong is an amazing actor second of all sinestro is a great 
a fantastic character, which would have led Mark Strong to be a future villain for Green Lantern. Yes. He, yeah, it was a great setup, great portrayal. Um, and the director. You know, it, yeah. And you know me, I love going into the director aspect. Mm-hmm. So the director of the Green Lantern was Martin Campbell. Yeah. Not a huge name, but he did No Escape with Ray Liotta in 1994, Goldeneye in 95, Mask of Zorro in 98, what? Crystal Limit with Chris O'Donnell in 2000, then did Legend of Zorro in 2005, Casino Royale in 2006. Dude. Did Ed Darkness with yep. uh, Mel Gibson in 2010, did Green Lantern in 2011, and really hasn't done shit since. I don't. Okay, because the movies you were listing off, I mean, very quintessential 90s, but GoldenEye is amazing. Mask of Zorro, if you haven't seen, Casino Royale is, uh, is phenomenal, and that's the reason that we that we take James Bond seriously again. Um, I don't I don't understand how. I, I, I There needs to be a documentary. There needs to be a documentary that explains how the heck you can mess up the, this bad on Green Lantern. Um no. Yeah, Green. Okay, Green Lantern may not be part of the the Trinity of DC, but he's part of the Justice League. He's big enough, and if you can make an Aquaman movie work, you can make a Green Lantern movie work. Now, since he made Green Lantern in two thousand eleven, mm-hmm. Last Resort TV show, he did one episode. Reckless, a TV movie. Warriors, a TV movie. The Foreigner. Um, I believe that was Pierce Brosnan. Um, The Asset and Memory. He's only done, since 2011, technically four projects. Two of uh, six, if you count the two that are in post and pre Man, Man, you talk about someone that... And and part of it, maybe he had such a terrible uh, time on set that he was like, I'm done. I'm not going to deal with this. Because I guarantee he got points on the back end from doing Goldeneye uh, and Casino Royale, meaning... Mm -hmm. Since the movie did so well, he got more money and may even get residuals. By the way, hold up, hold up. This man rebooted. This man rebooted 007 twice. Mm-hmm. I just, I just realized that. I'm like, he was in the range 007, yeah, twice. Jeez, and two great, well, great movies. Yeah, actually, he did because I was thinking of License to Kill, which was Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton. Yeah. Um, and when he failed at the two James Bond movies, he did because he actually did two. Not a lot of people know that. That's right. License to Kill, and he did one other that nobody ever fucking remembered. Um, I'm trying did. to remember. It's not You Only Live Twice. Um, oh, hold on. Nah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find it too. Do we need to do a separate move, a separate thing on James Bond movies? I think. Yeah. He that's... did Living Daylights was the other one. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but he had six years between the movies, uh, between License to Kill and, and GoldenEye. They basically were done doing Joel, James Bond movies because James Bond movies were coming out every every year or every other year. Um, I'm not going to lie. His greatest film was Hot yeah. Fuzz as Simon Skinner. Oh, yeah. Hands down. Hands down. Hot Fuzz is freaking amazing. Have you ever seen Bad Boy <laughs> 2? No. Have you ever shot both your guns in the air while yelling? <laughs> That movie, that movie is so good. Oh, man. Dude, that's another thing we need to do. I mean, I know we're doing breaking cinematic universes, which sure. are technically movies about comic books. I would love to do an episode on the um, 
Frost and Peg uh, universe. Tri- their their trilogy, as it were. I need to see. I need to see the last one. Anyways, Paul? well, yeah. Paul was phenomenal. Yeah, I haven't seen. I, I don't know why it just hasn't hasn't. Uh, it's been on my list of like, yeah, I should see that movie, but it wasn't uh, wasn't a huge uh, push. Anyways, next week are we? Uh, have we have we decided what we want to do next week? I don't think. I stopped in here. We're going to pick a guilty pleasure superhero movie. Each one of us, mm-hmm. and you have to defend it to the other. Okay. That's going to be fun. Um, okay, so are we going legit guilty pleasure movies, or are we like saying, hey, uh, play devil's advocate with the worst thing you could think of? We're talking about actually what we like, right? We can do one of each. <laughs> let's, all right, let's, let's just do, let's, let's just do something that's legit. One of our guilty pleasure movies. And we'll try to, we'll try to, uh, we'll do a half and ha- uh, um, half the episode will be your movie. Half the episode will be my movie. And I'm not going to put it in, in the list so I can hear your nope. reaction. Nope. To- I don't want to know it. Fantastic. Um, but if you love sports, check out the scrumsports.com hockey season is you just deleted everything. Yeah, it goes over to the it goes over to the archive, dude. Um, I'm just looking at it and the screen just went white. <laughs> yeah, uh, dude, it goes to the archive. Yeah. Hockey season is back, baby. They're in the playoffs. We're covering the lightning. So if you're not in Tampa and you're not a lightning fan, you may not care. But still. Um, Pat, shameless self promotion. That's right. I'm at the Land Cave. So if you like video games and gaming stuff and nerdy talk about like like what they're doing behind the scenes in video game development, uh, then you should check it out. If you're on YouTube, it's under the same feed. If you're under RSS, RSS feed from podcasts, same feed. So if you're subscribing to this, hopefully you got that as well. And if you aren't subscribing to this, please do so and let us know how we can make this better. We want this to be collaborative. We want it, We want to know what you as a fellow, as a fellow geek, what you love, what you hate, bring it on we'll talk about it we'll probably name drop you too we'll give you a shout out yeah nobody complained this week um speaking of which um i was gonna say something but i can't remember that's all right we'll see you guys soon and uh yeah have fun bye